you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Hey guys, it's me, Dustin. I'm checking in to let you know that today's episode of The Friend Zone will be brought to you by the good, smart, genius folks over at Bevel. You see, Bevel is the world's first and only shaving system created specifically for coarse, curly hair of the black delegation like mine. And so this razor is made just for us. It was actually the brainchild of Tristan Walker, who was an innovator and identified this specific need in his community. And he created a product that is not only stylish, not only functional, but it's also cool. Fellas, women love the way it looks. Women, fellas love using it. It's a perfect match for everyone. So what we need you to do is go over to GetBevel.com today. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. And enter code FRIENDZONEFREE to get your first month free, baby. That's how nice we are, and that's how it's going to roll today. From the good folks over at Bevel and from us here at the Friend Zone. Once again, go over to Bevel, getbevel.com, G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com, and enter code FRIENDZONEFREE to get your first month of Bevel subscription service free. Who doesn't love something free? Now let's get to the show. I said, take it old school like it's a jukebox song. I do this here all night long, and I want to say we took it back to the 1960s. Cause y'all act a fool and like, like it's so cool to go to a Trump rally instead of school. And I don't know what tools you're using out your box. I'll tell you what, fuck a Fox News snooze. I can't handle. They ain't even good at scandal. They cannot hold a candle to these balls I jingle. Django. Uh. Oh, I would what? hope they didn't hold no candle to no no Me either, unless they want to get stomped out. E2 Mama <laughs> Tambien. That's what I'm doing. From now on, I'm not even punching nobody. I'm just straight stomping people out, period. I thought you were just going to say you're just going to start stomping their balls out or like, lighting the Whatever. candle to their balls. I was about to say, I'm, I'm going to lay this 11 and a half on their ass every time from now on. No more hit. No more Mr. Nice Guy. I'm not throwing punches. I'm kicking motherfuckers from now on, man. I can't wait for the comments from this. Timberland <laughs> Brown will leave. A, a, a Timberland print yeah. all on their back, all up on their neck. It's a shoe print. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, right? From now on. Well, I'm glad that you decided that you're just going to beat b- bitches' ass every week, but back to business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the friend zone. Hey, that's what it is. Today's my birthday. 
So, oh yeah. man. So by the time you all hear this episode, the I will be 28 eight. years old. Oh, by the way, let me just, before I forget, because you know I will, let me go ahead and shout a couple of people out because I just think that it is so cool that you guys show up and you support. That means you're listening, you're getting the lessons, and I love it. <laughs> just like supporting in small ways because um, last week I had to host uh, Sit Black and Relax and... Thanks to my friends here at the Friend Zone, Dustin Friend, Kiffy and Crystals from The Read, and all of my people just for showing up for my event. And for the people that were there that heard of it from the show, from the podcast, I'll talk to some of you guys afterwards. It was so cool to talk to you guys and kick it. And I also said I was going to be at the Pompette Wine Shop between 6 and 8, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Some of you stopped by. One of you won a very lucky prize. Taylor, shout out to you for whatever lucky prize you took. Shout out to you for leaving some treats, by the way. Taylor and Swift always winning not every Taylor damn Taylor Why she always winning shit? She even winning your shit. We're not about to make this about a white woman tonight. Oh, my bad, dog. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> but just shout out to all y'all. Shout out to all the good energy that's going on. Um, I actually Snapchatted today. I wore my citrine, and for ev- and I blessed everybody. Everybody that I come into contact with today, I wish abundance onto you, everybody, in whatever form or fashion it means. So that's my little gift today for myself, for you all, to you all. So we're going to get into our first segment, and we're going to start it off by taking it back. <laughs> Is that how this works? Yeah, rewind. Rewind! Everybody just, and I ain't even talking about last week. Y'all thought I wasn't going to say it. Welcome to the Friend Zone, which is your weekly look into all things mental health and mental hygiene. Because who in the entire hell, the H-E double hockey sticks, <laughs> who want to must the brain? Who, who? So last week, we <laughs> discussed the Nina Simone movie. Yes, we did. A lot of you had a and lot to say. Hopefully the lack thereof. <laughs> well, I, w- I wish that's I what would happen. I think it's a little happen. too late for that. I wish it would just be like, all right, you know what, we was fucking with y'all. We just not going to do this. Like, <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, really? Thank you. Dude, that'd be so great. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sorry. Sorry to break it to you. I know, I know. Um, so you guys had a lot to say in the comments. Who wants to go first for the recap segment? I'll go last because it's my birthday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that the entire right, show. Well, I want to go. My Unfortunately, the comment that I have is not related to that topic, right? But it is from last week's show, so I'm just going to go with it because I liked it. And the comment that I had was actually a tweet from Tuki Trilliums. And her Twitter is at YoungXJan. And she says, I remember Look at Dustin tweeted about Verners. I didn't find Verners, but I found this on Houston's Southside. And she has Fago Pop. Now, from those of you who oh, are familiar uh, and from God. Detroit, Michigan, or from Michigan, period, you know about Fago Pop. It's a local soda. We call it pop, but it's a local soda. And it. the flavors are absolutely amazing. And <laughs> she are. even added a video. And baby girl, baby girl, you just don't know. <laughs> like, you made my night with this. So Fago was it. I wanted to, I had comments picked out about Nina and how foolish, you know, uh, Zoe Saldana looked. You like that? Catch I like that. that. I, I did it right. <laughs> um, I had comments about how foolish she looked, but I'm not even going to give her raggedy ass any more attention. I'm moving on. So that's the comment I'm going from from last week's show. Word up. <laughs> Shout out to Chicago, Illinois, putting their foot on the backs of them people at that goddamn Trump rally and shutting sure shit the fuck right. down the way you should. We ain't having that shit. Y'all can keep that shit down south, wherever the fuck y'all at, in them backwoods, wherever that prejudice shit, burning shit, tearing up wood and shit. 
Stay back there with that because we ain't having it up here. So fuck all of them and shout out to them people in Chicago that stopped the bullshit at the door. Thank you. Amen. Now, what you got to say about last week? Go ahead, friend. (laughs) Go ahead, (laughs) ahead, friend. (laughs) SJ Carlton 79 on SoundCloud said, Preach about positioning to get to the end goal. This was such a revelation. I feel like I have the reverse problem. I want to stand so hard for my blackness that I have walked away from opportunities that could lead to growth because I didn't even want to deal with the exclusionary white spaces. But now I see you got to keep your eyes on the prize. Thanks, Friend Zone, for reminding me of this. No doubt. And man. that was in response to when Asante asked me if I use my privilege. Excuse me. Oh, no. Here we go again. If I, use, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me lately. If I use my privileges, um, take advantage of them, how do I use them? And I said that I do use them. I think we all need to use our privileges, whether it's beauty privilege, intellect, light skin, whatever your privilege is, use it as a form of positioning yourself so that you can then open the doors to make it right. You know? Amen. I agree. Use what you got use to get what, what you, you want. Exactly. But and just... I mean what you got. Because <laughs> it's one think... universal language oh, I know. Go. <laughs> right? <laughs> Early. <laughs> but I think the key is to, for me, is um, not having a me mind about it and really mm. just pushing forward to like how can this be for the greater good and that's what separates you from being someone who takes advantage of your privilege and being someone who positions yourself wisely with your privilege Mm. at least that's what it means to me so Mm, that's powerful yeah i mean you know i think people feel bad admitting they use their privileges but hey gotta do what you gotta do that's right um, so I actually, it's a, a string of comments here that this person posted and they came across some YouTube videos. Unfortunately, I did not get to watch your videos. And I believe your name here is Hinte, La Hinte J on Twitter. One of your comments was, I agree that the first impression of the Nina uh, movie is off-putting, but I hope it inspires people to learn more. Now, true, I like that because it's just like whenever you see a fire of shit go up, you never see people take the time out to really figure out what the shit is before they come down on it. So we all came down on the Nina Simone movie. And there were obvious reasons why we came down, but then it kind of leads you to want to look in more and almost see, like, well, why did they do this? Was somebody on coke and they accidentally signed off on it? Like, how did we get here? (laughs) So it does inspire me to learn more definitely in in different lights. So it was just good to have the conversation and talk about a bunch of different perspectives from it and just, you know, touch on it lightly in a, a bunch of different arenas. And that's true, too, because I saw a lot of people in the comments, they looked a lot younger, too, saying they honestly didn't even know who Nina Simone was. And all this kind con- <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. You know, we... It's are- like... Yeah. It's like, of course. <laughs> but, but the- <laughs> Dustin. But... <laughs> <laughs> Dustin. But they said... They they didn't know who the hell she was. In a whole production. They just did... I don't even know who the fuck that is. What? What? They just just heard her name and said, What's wrong now? (laughs) Shit. Who? What? They didn't even know who the hell Nina Simone (laughs) So they said... That they were actually grateful that all of this is happening because it put them on... (laughs) To a new artist that they didn't know about, and they did their own research, you know. But I think that's good, because at least 
they're doing their research. Like, right. who is this person? Right. Why is right. everyone mad? What you know? And right. by any means necessary. <laughs> <laughs> so at least, be, at least the Ooh. conversation is sparking interest. Yeah, that's you know? true. So that's that. I'll try to see that as the good, the takeaway. My sinus is open now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we're all awake. <laughs> So last week, like we said, we focused on Zoe and we brought up the idea, the concept of colorism, but we didn't get a chance to really dig deep because we were so caught up in the movie and the mess behind the movie. But this <laughs> week we wanted to... My bad. <laughs> no, I mean, we we're passionate. I know, you know, when it's trash, people normally blame me, so I'm just like, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but this week we wanted to uh, take the opportunity to jump on that the fact that we talked about it and just kind of expound on it a bit. So we wanted to jump on the topic of colorism as a whole, not just in regards to this movie. So before we start, colorism in definition is a form of prejudice or discrimination in which human beings are treated differently based on the social meanings attached to their skin color. Can just we stop case. right there for one second? Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, Y'all heard how Fran started this conversation, right? She gave you the textbook definition of colorism. Don't send us no tweets. Don't send us no comments. <laughs> don't send us no emails about being mad about the way we didn't say anything on this damn show because Fran has just given you the context. She has literally just given you what we mean when we say what we say about colorism today. Right. So you didn't heard it. You didn't heard the warning. Yep. Okay. <laughs> This is your this is your no, warning label. I, that's all I got to say. She then told you what we mean. So they don't twist nothing. Go ahead, friend. Go ahead. So we wanted to. Well, the thing is, we all have different hues yeah, here we on do. this podcast. I was looking, when so you were I saying that, perfect. I was like, okay, this is gonna be. Yeah, good. it's perfect because we can give our different perspectives and experiences and kind of try to find some kind of resolve or at least open the dialogue, which is always the goal of this show. So colorism and light skin privilege, team dark skin, team light skin. I know you've seen the tweets. You've seen Hashtag people. Hashtag team dark skin. Right, which is insane to me anytime Pound I see team it. dark skin. We don't right. like no red balls. Do you remember that? That's no, from, what's that? That is from, oh, God, what's the brothers? Uh, the She Ratchet song, they say that. Oh, my Lord. She Ratchet. Yeah, Ooh, I know this guy. And then they have, I'm sure, for those of you on Tumblr, you've seen the screenshots and people just go in on mm -hmm. which team they're on and why. So let's talk about it. Who wants to start? Well, I am on Team Dark Skin because of <laughs> no, my chocolatey Snickers complexion. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, I have not been. You know what? And we're going to bring this around to a documentary or a, a docuseries I tried to watch called Yellow a little later, by the way. Really? But, uh, I've never heard of it. It was on Black and Sexy TV. It was oh, just a, okay. it was funny because oh, it was, it was a, a show. Yes, it was funny because it was an interesting look at how uh, a light skinned person was living. And me as a black man, I'm like, let me see what this is about. Like, what they're gonna talk about? And it was a a guy and how he had to deal with because he sounded like a dark skinned person and all he this other stuff. Like there was probably more stuff to this series, but I literally because as like a dark skinned person that has dealt with what I've dealt with, I was trying to watch. It. I was like, oh hell no, I don't watch no light skinned plight. And so I just initially thought, like, <laughs> this is perfect to colorism. Because, you know, we have all had our, me being from the South, I've had my fair share of experiences. Great time to say fair. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I've had my fair Perfect share timing. of people uh, reminding me of the color of my skin, and a lot of them were not always white. Mm. Like, there were other black people th- that were like, oh, yeah, the dark one over there, like the dark one at the end and stuff like that. And for me, it was just kind of like, well, damn, the white people already ain't with us, so for you to be acting like that, but then it was, you know, a light-skinned person. That would be like, yeah, you know, I can get away. I can hang out with the cool kids because, you know, I'm a little bit lighter. And it was true. Like, you got to see, you know, light skin. Uh, for me, it was for me, it was watching other people see this allure. Oh, a friendly dark person because they're a friendly black person because they're of a lighter hue. Mm. It was just all of these media things kind of associated with it. And then to grow up in that in the South, it was like, oh, hell no. But I never... In my adult, I've never in my adult life taken that with me, but it it still is around everywhere. People still live back then as much as we progress, and I feel like a lot of people that are listening to the show have progressed and are on the show. We progressed. There are still people that live in that whole like black and white or shades better, that whole plethora of and plasma of shit. Right. What do you think, sir, Dustin? Um. Did you deal with a lot of prejudice in um? Uh, in Michigan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. But not from black people. It was from them prejudiced-ass white people in Michigan that just didn't give a fuck Michigan militia-ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, those people. Mm. Same people that be at the Trump rally starting shit, them kind of people. Mm. But, you know, I mean, it was on. You call me something on my name, then we you're going to meet them hands. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just real talk, you know? But, like, we weren't raised to make a difference between, like, dark skin and light skin. Uh, my father is way lighter than me, and my mother is way darker than me. Mm. And so, like, we didn't have, like, I don't know, like, we just weren't raised like that. But I was v- aware at a very early age the differences that people make with dark-skinned people and with light-skinned people. I was aware that people looked at la- dark-skinned people as inferior. Some people looked at light-skinned people as weaker. Some people looked at dark-skinned people as more authentic. Some people that looked at light-skinned people as more prestigious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was just all these stigmas attached to it. And I saw that it was all rooted at the end of the day in, like, white people favoring, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day in slavery favoring, you know, lighter-complexion black people over darker-complexion black people. And so I just never really bought into that you right. know and I, I've just always seen beauty in all different types of people I have always dated outside of my race in addition to dating black people you know what I'm saying so I just don't see it but I am aware that it exists right you know what I'm saying and what I don't like is the fact that like there's this conversation of where it's okay to make jokes about like light skinned people, light skinned privilege, light skin this, light skin that. Mm-hmm. But if a light skinned person was to say that about darker complexion people, there would be like hell to pay like right. never before. You know what I mean? And I just think people need to stop that shit. If you wanna put a stop to something, to a behavior or to something like just stop. Like don't do that. So to answer the question, like I don't see I don't make a difference between, like, dark skin and light skin, but I am aware of what is said about that. Do you think that you've you've had privileges for being light skin? Like, can you see where that has worked to your advantage, whether it's, like, at work or... No, because I'm not even... I don't even consider myself light skin. You know what I'm saying? But, but people do or whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't even... I just have never felt... I don't feel dark skin, I don't feel light skin, I just kind of look how I look. You know what I mean? I know I'm a black guy, that's how I feel, but 
No, I have. I don't. I don't think I'm aware of any of that. Every time I got over, I feel like it's because I had game. You know what I'm saying? I don't think. I'm just being honest. <laughs> like, no, I don't real. Think, you know, I don't ever think it had anything to do with. And that's beauty privilege too. You think so? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, and well, when, especially in entertainment, yeah. and even like for me, I can, obviously I can speak about YouTube. And beauty. They're beautiful beauty. girls. Yeah, they're beautiful. Stop. Cut it out. No, they're beautiful women. Thanks. They're beautiful women on YouTube that their content is mediocre, but they'll get the views and the massive campaigns over other women because they're just beautiful to look at. That ain't they fought. They no, it's for totally not. Looks. But right. that's a thing. Beauty culture is just as much as any other privilege, you know? People yeah. almost make you feel bad about... For having those privileges. About, or even for having like a sense of pride in your looks or whatever. They act like everything, anytime anybody feels aware of the fact that they feel attractive that day or whatever, it's automatic arrogance or she's a bitch or he's a dick. You know, it's always that. Yeah, but that's because people get triggered. Yeah. That's... You know, they they just, the, especially with beauty, that's something none of us can control. You either have it or you don't. And then it's based on what society deems beautiful. It's just so many layers. But we should actually put a pin in that. Because that would be an interesting show to talk about, yeah. you know, being attractive and where do where do those standards even come from, you know? Mm-hmm. But for me, like I know light skin growing up, light skin privilege, and even being older, I always thought it would always um, make me feel offended when people would be like, oh, that's light skin privilege. Because I always thought that people were trying to say that like everything I have, whether it's what I did in school, the jobs I've had, all the hard work is almost like invalidated Mm -hmm. the work that went behind it because I'm light skinned. Like you just, you just got that because you're light skinned. It's like, no, I got it because I've been busting my ass, you know? So I used to take, take it super personal. Like don't downplay like everything I've grinded to get here. But then I realized, especially um, Cheska Lee had to shout her out because she uses her platform to really break down a lot of these uncomfortable conversations. And she's, we've had amazing conversations about light skin privilege and even just YouTube and being a social influencer. And she was saying one day, the thing about light skin privilege or any privilege, it doesn't mean that you haven't had it hard. It just means you don't have, you get to bypass certain things that a dark skinned person won't get to bypass just off the strength of your skin. You know, so she was like, you'll get campaigns. You know, this doesn't say like for YouTube that I haven't worked hard filming and editing and all the hours I put in and the content and the research, but the chances of me getting a campaign are way higher than a dark skinned girl that's put the equal amount of work into her channel. So that's where the light skin privilege conversation comes in. Mm-hmm. And I think where people get uncomfortable is, number one, admitting that, <laughs> that that is a privilege and that you are very well getting ahead because you're benefiting <clears throat> off of those privileges. You know, like this all stems from white supremacy. So the closer you look to whiteness, the further ahead and more chances, you know, the higher your chances are of elevating you have more mobility, your ceiling's a little bit higher, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think the problem is, like I said, accepting that that's a reality and and admitting it. And then number two, the biggest thing we always say is, okay, well, I wasn't, you know, I didn't choose to be born light-skinned. I didn't choose this how I am. Like, how can you blame me? It's not about blaming you. Now that you know you are, how can you, what can you do to help? Right. You know, and I think that's the next question. Like, how are you helping 
change the fact that this is a reality, that your dark-skinned peers, your dark-skinned siblings, your dark-skinned coworkers, family members, everyone around you, even just people on the street, have it harder just because they're darker. What That's why the comment even about positioning yourself where the young man said this was a revelation because he would just not take it because he didn't want to be in those white spaces. But you have to take these positions because this is the only way that we can change shit, you know? I Plus think the shmoney. I think that's why. Well, that too. Speaking of the shmoney, I think that's why Beyonce got in formation this time and gave us all these dark-skinned girls. And y'all still complained. Because <laughs> that's it, another thing, y'all too. Because there were still people out there. Like, it was like, oh, you know, Beyonce has all these beautiful brown girls in these videos, and it was something to celebrate. Because, you know, Beyonce's just always had some badass, beautiful-ass dancers. It was never... But well, this time it seemed more specific. It did. Right. And for me, I was more like, intention, great. Say. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... It, it almost seems like, you know, maybe... Not in this kind of context, like, you know, Beyonce was listening to the friend zone because, you know, she got that future app <laughs> and she heard us talking about colorism was like, you know, I'm going to do a whole tour with some beautiful brown bitches. <laughs> so um, it just sucked that when that happened, it was just taken as, oh, or from one of the many think pieces I came across. Somebody was like, I guess Beyonce finally feels like she needs to pay back the black girls dues and stuff like that. And I was just like, Beyonce is a black woman. And I think, you know, not to... Not to stick up for, you know, light-skinned people because Beyonce's lighter than me, so everybody that's lighter than me is light-skinned. Um, <laughs> but it just sucks because her as a, just a black woman that just has had a black-ass experience, you know, she's not Rachel Delosial-toned, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's a black-ass woman I that just too. decided to to go on ahead and say, you know what, let me just shout out some, you know, all my brown sisters. And her tour may not even be that. It was just something cute to do. And, and I think it's to be said... <clears throat> there's something to be said when you're conscious enough to make your images and your art and your life and everything that you do specific to your messaging. And not to put too much of it into Beyonce, I feel like people veer away from how what they do and their perceptions affect other people. So like me as a black man, because I've had the experiences as a child, I can remember in elementary school um, having white teachers. It was mostly a white school. Uh, I've had teachers telling me, you are coming along very well to be of your uh, stature in my class. Wow. <laughs> like, I, I can remember being in third grade and a teacher saying that to me. And I remember telling my sister or somebody later, oh, it was the girl. It was the, my sister beat this girl's ass. Never mind. But it was somebody and they were just like, oh, hell no. Like, you know what they're saying? And to, like, listen to the adults and be like, well, they talk like that all the time. Like, hey, I'm always, like, doing good for a black guy. And then to, like, be in middle school and high school and then just be like, oh, it's more than that. You know, fuck these white people. And, you know, it's just about me living and actually being my best me and not having anything to do with my color, how dark I am compared to another black person. And all that confusion was just kind of turned away. Like, it was really turned more into a, the world is bigger than color for me. Like, the color issues that we have here are going to be different from in Africa where they're having color issues, you know, Somalis against the like you know the light skinned blacks against the dark skinned blacks like Dominicans even yeah the way Dominicans even Dominicans and the Haitians, Haitians too which it's is just really fucked up that awful when color comes up no one for me like the perception was just kind of like damn we all are the same and so we got to stick together in some aspects especially like as black people just because we're different shades and you know we still make well I still make the joke I will not even lie I still make the joke about you know back in the day I wouldn't be in the kitchen so. We still make these jokes because it's like, it's true. It's the shit that we see every day and it's just hard to talk about it. 
because sometimes people get sensitive about it or their perception doesn't take them to a place where it's kind of like a call to action or like, well, damn, how am I going to change this in my everyday life? Or how is this going to affect me and my settings in my life? And I actually was, because I was looking up different studies just to kind of, you know, get some sources and sites like that would break down the historical facts about it and just even some statistics just to see, you know, mm-hmm. some some real data behind it. And I actually saw like there was tons of studies where they were saying, obviously from the plantations and the lighter skinned slaves would be in the house, the darker skinned ones would be on the plantation doing more of the hard labor because they were just viewed by their skin color to be more aggressive. You know, it's almost like the skin color more made them... More animal-like. More animal-like. Like, they could handle this brute work, whereas the lighter skin, they were viewed as more delicate, and that's why they had to, like, cook and clean. You know, even that distinction. And even when we saw the cases that have been happening, the cops, you know, in these cases always describe them as... Didn't someone describe Mike Brown as, like, a demon or something? Like, he, you know, mm-hmm. just the words, mm-hmm. and it's like a demon, like... This then, is a kid, and, you know, and just how they turn them into these things, and into just, these animal descriptions. Just like how they did stuff like that in the news, like even in our regular ass like programming, like South Park. I remember before South Park, you remember cartoons, black on cartoons? Niggas was literally just black with like black eyes and shit. And it was like, why the fuck are y'all doing this? Because people look at black and they're like, oh, we can't really... I don't know, make out your features as a black person so we don't really know what you're thinking, how you react. We don't have a lot of experience with black and black people. So it's always like this black is associated with darkness. It's never just associated with just like... It, it just has more of a Bitch, I'm black. Right. Fuck it's, you it's mean? Never like, just like nothing, a, I'm black. Shit. You don't have to associate it with shit. Like, you can't just walk into a room and be your damn self. Just black. You're just black. Yep. Even I'm on just sh- black. And, and, so, and in some cases, we have gotten that wish. I don't have to make no excuse for it. We are the token it. black I don't sometimes. Have to explain it. I'm black. I don't give a fuck. So if I don't, you shouldn't either. Yeah. And that also means that I'm not going to tolerate anything off of you about me being black and you not being black. Chill out. I, you, we can be, you can be friends. I don't believe in discrimination. I don't believe in making a difference because of race. I don't believe in none of that. And because I don't, like, that's not in my heart. You know what I'm saying? To make a difference because of that. So because I don't, I also don't tolerate nobody else making a difference of, of it either way. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep it real about shit. Like, if you do that, everything will just be okay. And I didn't get mad, so I'm about to shut <laughs> right? up. I, I didn't sit here and got mad, He about to jump out his chair. He about to get up. I was like, Because there's been know. times where I have gotten into bullshit. I got jumped by... It was it was it was Saint Wow right around this time of year in St Patrick's Day in Detroit I got jumped on by about seven bouncers um, in Greek Town at this club and seven they, bouncers. Yep, it was like seven of them and I wore them first I gave them first three everything I had after number four I just got low with it and got on the ground <laughs> oh my God. I started punching up because they wasn't finna take me you know what I'm saying I mean, but I was I laid them first three out no lie y'all I was proud of myself. <laughs> But anyway, like, they had hit me and, like, <laughs> fucked my eye up and shit. Like, it was horrible. And the police never did anything about it. I had a case open, and the investigator never really called me back, never followed up and shit. And I kept calling and kept calling for, like, a year and a half afterward. And he never, Detroit police officer, never did anything about it. And I had hospital records, all that shit. But that all happened because they tried to throw me out of this bar on St. Patrick's Day for having my hat backwards. When and I'm, and I'm in Whoa. the bar, <clears throat> it was clearly a green and white like specialized holiday hat. You know, 
I'm in the bar. There's so many white guys, right, with their heads backward for it, cocked to the side, hanging off their heads, everything. They didn't say a word to them. So they threw me out. So I've always had the mentality that, you know, I'm not about to kiss your ass to spend my money. Right. So I had no problem. You're not throwing me out. You're suggesting I leave, and I'm taking the action. So I'm out. As I'm walking out, they're following me talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like about mm-hmm. how... We, we shouldn't have been in there and all this other shit, you know? And I'm like, yo, I'm leaving. Y'all need to get, you know, up off of me or whatever. Long story short, they followed me out, calling me all kind of racial slurs and shit down the street. And after it hit me, like, I'm not even in there no more. I'm walking down the street, and these motherfuckers are still behind me. That's when I'm like, oh, fuck this. And I turned around and, like, you know, I was about that action. <laughs> so, like, that's, Christ, that's, that's when that funny. happened. Yeah. But the police never did anything about it. So when I talk about this shit, when I talk about racism and, and colorism and having experiences and shit, mm-hmm. that's where I'm coming from with it. As somebody who, like, firsthand experienced, like, right. awful, you know what I'm saying, instances of racism and shit. Right. So I don't want to play games about the realities. The reality is that people treat black people fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, period. Which is all the more reason that black people shouldn't treat each other fucked up about being light skinned right, or being dark skinned. It's already yep. us against the world at yep. this point. So there was one study I found from, I hope I'm saying it, Villanova. That's mm-hmm. proper, oh, right? Villanova, okay, yeah. Villanova University. Um, this was with regard to prison sentences, and their results indicated that women with lighter skin are sentenced to approximately 10. 12, excuse me, 12% less time behind bars than their darker skin counterparts. And the results also also show that having light skin reduces the actual time served by approximately 11%. Mm. So colorism is deep. It is. Yeah, like I, you know, I've seen a lot of people that get really offended and and don't really want to talk about it. They say, oh, it's just us. I mean, I was actually reading different comments. I really researched just to see different perspectives people in comments on blogs and forums like arguing about it and just saying that this is us just looking for reasons to fight and it's not real but seeing these studies shows just how much it impacts every realm of life whether it's employment i mean there was one study that i saw the university of georgia 2006 was saying that if a dark-skinned woman and a light-skinned woman had the same credentials the light-skinned woman would still be the one that was hired just off of automatic preference. And it said, hold on, there was one for it. It said, um, a light-skinned black male can only have a bachelor's degree and typical work experience and still be preferred over a dark-skinned black male with an MBA and even past managerial positions. Mm. And this is a study from the University of Georgia in 2006. So there were tons of studies that were breaking down everything from prison systems, employment. I mean, you name it, I could, was finding. So those of you listening, if there's something that interests you, there's tons of studies online that you can pull up really easily. And it just broke down a lot, you know, to really show the realities of this. What was All the, the, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to ask you, what was probably the most disturbing of your findings? Um, Honestly, I don't know why the prison one really... Yeah like hit my heart the hardest i mean obviously all of them are horrible because it's just it doesn't make sense that this is happening but the prison one man like the fact that 12 percent like all it takes yeah no matter yeah and it didn't even matter what the case was like this is just the average percentage so you know like i said it's something that 
it's very easy to take it personal when someone throws around the word privilege, especially if you had a hard life. Like, I'm from the hood. I always say it. I'm from the project. So when someone throws privilege at me, I'm like, hey. <laughs> like, I get really defensive because I know how hard my life has been and how much I've turned it around. Mm -hmm. So I, I get offended when anyone tried to act like that wasn't my reality. But I also, especially seeing studies like this, like I said, knowing the things that I've gotten over black, darker skinned women, I should say, it's just something that we can't avoid. Mm -hmm. And that's why when I see these tweets about team dark skin, I mean, you even see it in people's bios. Yes. Which blows my mind. Which is mind. hilarious. I'm like, really? Like, you don't think we can see? <laughs> like, what, what? a team? I mean, no like, yeah. But it's like, why are you like, glorifying it like oh bitch i am only doing it for my snickers brothers out there like nobody else met like i don't even understand the logic and i had a conversation with a friend who only dates light-skinned women and mm -hmm. i was asking him <laughs> obviously i was asking him because i wanted to present it on this show i was like why what do you think makes you only date light-skinned women and he was like well i just haven't been attracted to dark-skinned girls i was like well why is that though because there are a lot of really beautiful dark-skinned girls and he was like yeah but if they're dark they have to be like super fine like next level fine i'm like oh but if they're light because i've seen the girls he's dated i'm like they can be mediocre but if they're dark they have to be super fine but mm -hmm. you don't hold that same standard to her being light light is just a pass and he he was stuck and it was awesome because he was like wow, that is really fucked up. He's like, I never realized the standard that I hold for a Darkson girl. She has to be like a 20 and then all these mediocre chicks that he's dated got passes just because they were light. And he was stumped and then he was like, wow, you know, that's some real shit. But these are important conversations. Mm -hmm. Like, question your, so, your quote-unquote preferences because the reality yes. is light-skinned people, we're overrepresented. You see us everywhere. Ads, TV shows, we get the lead. So a lot of it doesn't really have to do with preference after a while. It has to do with brainwashing. If you keep seeing the same look after a while, that's what you're going to be drawn to. That's really how I feel. I will shout out to... This is, see, I'm, I'm, I hate to be myself, but I will shout out to all the light-skinned people that, you know, are out there with the cause when everything does go down, though. Because when everybody... And Jesse Williams. With, with anything... Hello! John Legend. Hello! Rachel Dozow. But, like, whenever, <laughs> <laughs> whenever it's time to, like, mobilize, though, whether it be we're tired of being slaves in the black movies or, you know, we're tired of being out of the Oscars and shit, like, th there are always some light-skinned faces right there along, knowing good and damn well... <laughs> Jada Pinkett. <laughs> but knowing that they're not going to have them as a fucking, you know, 12 years a slave unless there's a kitchen scene. Like, I hate to keep throwing that out there, but, like, those, you know, there are people, Fran, that get it. You know, luckily... And that's the whole point of having a conversation like this. Luckily, we are all still remembering, as, as much as I know, that we're black, and we are staying unified. And so I, after opening my eyes to this conversation, will try to use less... Light skin jokes. Less of them. <laughs> Which brings me to the song of the week. <laughs> Here we is. Yes, so this week's song of the week, I think it's super relevant to the topic at hand, colorism and the different flavors that people come in, right? I'm terrified. So this week's song comes from none other than the great, respected, world-renowned, you know, just as a composer, as an artist, as an arranger. Like, I mean, this man has really, like, really gone there. So this this week's song comes from Raekwon, <laughs> and it is entitled Ice Cream. 
by Raekwon featuring Method Man featuring okay. Ghostface Killer. I will take and that. This song is a week is is picked because of the lyrics and it go a little something like this. Watch these rap niggas get all up in your guts. French vanilla, butter <laughs> pecan, chocolate deluxe, even caramel, caramel sundaes, sundaes is getting touched. <laughs> Your scoop in my ice cream truck, woo tears it up. Okay? They show love to beauty of every hue. That's right. Beauty of every pigmentation. You know, they show love. And so I think that it just unifies my message. And before we move forward, I just want to say, in order for all this shit to stop, all you got to do is have a baby, right? When you have your baby, you say you, to your kids, you say, hey, come here, check it out, dog. People make a difference between light-skinned people and dark-skinned people. Some people treat light-skinned people like they better. Some people do treat dark-skinned people like they worse. Some people treat dark-skinned people like they stronger. Some people treat light-skinned people like they weaker. Don't be like that. All right, dog. All you got to do is treat people based on the kind of person they are, and everything is cool. Yeah. Keep it real with your kids about what's going on, and then tell them what not to do, and all of this shit will go away. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah. So, I like that. Speaking of promises, <laughs> I promise to do my Maybe best, and, uh, promise. well, it's time <laughs> to find out what the wellness tip is. <laughs> well, before we jump into that, the takeaway, yes. especially for, because I, like I said, it's such a, uncomfortable conversation please look up these studies understand that it's a reality don't take it personal when someone throws i think it's for both sides light-skinned people yes you are privileged yes you are benefiting from this privilege accept it there's no way around it second step now that you it's like a 12-step program (laughs) the second step acknowledge where you fit in Obviously, it's not that doesn't mean cool out. You know what I mm-hmm. mean. You have to take things, take the spaces you fit in within reason, whatever that may be for you. Right. And then make way for your peers. Let's change the fact that this is a reality because it's an embarrassing reality. It's an awful reality, and it's based on nothing. What is skin color like? I'm not saying let's be blind to it. I'm definitely not an all lives matter free black crew, not that crew, but it doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? So the fact that we've based so much around this prison sentences, like that's insane. So acknowledge it, you know, and, and let's figure out, let's open this dialogue. I'm really curious to hear your experiences in the comments whether you're light skin, brown skin, dark Anything. skin, yeah, Team from Snickers if you're from the mobilized. Caribbean, because I know even that, like Dominicans, Haitians, like all of us, let's talk about it. Your experiences, your views on it, your thoughts on it, where you feel you've benefited, where you feel you've been left out, and let's open the dialogue because this is an important conversation. And what flavor ice cream you are too? <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you what Butter else. Pecan. Yeah, it's like Taste. like you said, friend. It's so many different <laughs> shades of it's black great. people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. From all over. And it's okay to be one of, like, the 50 shades of black, right? What you don't want to be is one of the 50 shades of gray with your ashy ass. So make sure you're putting on lotion when you get your big black ass out the shower. (laughs) Put on some lotion. I'm tired of us. Light skin, dark skin, brown skin, white people, Chinese people. It don't matter. If you're ashy, put some goddamn lotion on because you don't need to be one of the 50 shades of gray. I mean it. That's it. That's Asante, it. I saw you looking at Look, I'm knuckles. team dark skin, so you know I, I have to check. <laughs> give a damn what you. I've seen some. some I've seen some white heels that have been the most cracked, oh, yeah. dry heels you know, I've, I've ever seen, seen in my too, life. Actually. Black I've people, anybody can be ashy. You know what I'm saying? This ain't hue specific, anybody. dog. Hue specific. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, let's jump into this week's wellness segment. A lot of you have been asking. Well, first of all, last week's wellness segment. Thank you for all of the amazing comments. A lot of you were like, thank you, friend. Like you See? tried the peppermint. It worked. A lot of you said it worked. I'm so glad you tried it But I'm going to need you to give already. me a kit, though. I needed you the other night. And I was like, damn, I ain't got my friend, my oil kit. Like I was dying. Like, yeah, I a lot of you, you said you made your work kits and were so excited. I saw people saying they can't wait till their next headache. <laughs> <laughs> no. Somebody tweeted me that they that. sucked their boyfriend's toes for they said he had a headache. Did and it they, work? They said that he had a headache and she sucked his toes and he like thanked her and he <laughs> felt better. Look at and I think they might have, they might even have did it a little bit afterwards, but she ain't put that part in the tweet, you know. Look at Dustin She ain't put that in the tweet, but I real talk. Somebody <laughs> somebody got his toes sucked fucking with me. <laughs> Okay. That was Hey Dustin Hayes on this right. segment. So trying to get <laughs> on a, on a sexy note. What's up? <laughs> so this week we are going to talk about the books because a lot of you in the comments were like, "What's that book you said, oh, fam? What's that book?" You talking about like sexual transmitted disease history? Not though. You know, people be like, "What's on our books? Or what's on his books?" You <laughs> no, know, so, not oh, that book. I thought you were talking about the books. No, like. this is gonna be the books that I felt contributed to my. I'm never heard that. I'm stunned. Think about when your friends start dating somebody or something, you know, they proceed. Like, say your friend started dating Mariah Lynn, right? And they was like, well, you know she was a hoe or whatever. She admitted it. You know, you know what's on her books? Y'all ain't never had that conversation. Like her car facts? Yeah, you know, like See, I ain't never heard now, anyone say books. Car, and I'm, now, you know, what's on the books for you and such and such and like, like that, but I, not like, no. Y'all like, what's on somebody's books? Y'all no, got to get with it. I only heard that for jail. No, Put some money on someone's right, books. Right. <laughs> what's on her books? Yeah, so I thought, friend, I, I was ready to go in too, no, friend. I not, thought we was going to talk shit one. like that. No, no, no. A lot of people were asking, you know, if I could give my five books that I feel affected me the most. Obviously, this is only for me, like, because we're all going to be affected differently. We all need different things. We all need clarity on different things. But I'll give you guys the five books. And I'm curious to hear Asante and Dustin kind of say maybe something that they've read so that really like impacted So this like an icebreaker them. fusion wellness fusion. segment <laughs> thing? Okay, well, before we get started, do I owe you any of these books back? Have I... <laughs> Like, you know, not, he is about you, to name books that he took from my shelf and has not given not them gonna, back. I'm not going to name them because so you write might them forgot, down. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but the first book that I'm going to suggest, especially for those of you who have not really gone into the whole self-help book thing, because, you know, a lot of people think it's weird. Um, the Alchemist by mm. Paulo Coelho. I just really feel he's an incredible Brazilian writer. I actually read everything he's ever written. He's one of my favorites. He is so awesome, so insightful. He doesn't write self-help books, but he infuses a lot of self-help concepts and theories into stories. So if you're someone who likes novels, I definitely think Picking Up the Alchemist was probably, I'd say, one of the first books that really got me thinking about the idea of personal legend and just personal responsibility and the things that we have to figure out for ourselves and just the whole idea of like digging deep and spirituality mm -hmm. and how that ties into who you are so i'd say that one was definitely like number one for me number two was osho of course i told you guys that he really changed my life he has a huge book called the book of secrets and it basically is almost like a huge encyclopedia where he breaks down every single realm of life. I'm talking about everything from his thoughts on masturbation 
to his. What do you say about that, friend? <laughs> you got to read the book. I don't even look. It's it's gonna be good. It's so I, it's so. I haven't read it, but in I, depth, he, it's literally like this thing. I'm buying it. No, stop. it's amazing, and you can look at the the what is it called? I can't remember. Index. What it, Appendix, the shaft, table of contents, full word. Table of contents. I was about to. I'm about to get everything. The shaft. I want to stop. (laughs) With the table of contents, you can basically look through it because it's not a book you're gonna read in one sitting. That'd be hard um, because it's so dense. So you're done with yours, right? But he no, no that I'm, <laughs> I'm not letting you borrow. I will never get it back. No, it's not like you're talking about a Bible or something. I'll I, be on my deathbed, and be like, friend, <laughs> before you I'll go, I'll bring your books to your burial. <laughs> but that book, it's a table of contents that basically breaks down everything you could think of: love, life, friendships, everything, everything, anything. And he gives you his concepts. He's a philosopher that I love because he's so real. As smart as he was, he knew how to make the information palatable to the average mind. Yes. And he knew how to weave it into modern day society, which I think a lot of philosophers get lost on finding that connection to us. So he speaks so clearly. So like you can understand how to apply the things you learn through him. So that's why he's my favorite. So definitely the book of secrets. Who wrote that future? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Never. <laughs> Never. And then um, he has a ton of other books, but his book on emotional wellness is definitely the one that showed me that I had a lot of work to do. Cause he oh, I'm really, not reading that one. <laughs> he really broke down the whole concept of triggers and how they change the way you react to people, the way you treat people. Um, shadow work, which is the parts of your personality that you're avoiding. The things that have happened to you that you're avoiding, which is why it's called shadow work, because you think it's being avoided, but it's not. It pops up every chance it gets. Um, So he's really the one that had me digging into those things. So Book of Secrets and Emotional Wellness. So those are the two. And then what was the first one I said? Um, Paulo Coelho Alchemist. So those are three. Then The Four Agreements. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz, he is this little old man who is awesome. The book is really simple. You can read it in a day. And it basically breaks down the four concepts of life that you will always find yourself going back to when it comes to relationships. Obviously, I won't give away what those are because then you wouldn't read the book. But it's as simplified as it is, you'll find as you navigate through self-discovery that you will go back to these concepts and you read through the book thinking, what did I really learn? But it really does have you thinking and, and, and understanding how much you have to recondition your mind you know, how much you've defined of yourself and who yeah. you think you are. And then this book kind of makes light of all those definitions you've created for yourself and shows you mm. that you're really not who you think you are, mm. which I think is a really cool way of, of dissecting yourself. I'm to read that. It's a great book. It's really a quick read. Really simple. I remember when I first read it, I was like, this shit is like Dr. Seuss spirituality. So, damn, why did I wait so long? Yeah, but then I realized when I finished, like, no, that was actually really simple but clear and effective information so definitely check out the four agreements by don miguel ruiz and then the last one i actually have two more (laughs) um the secret of letting go um is another one that really changed my life too because a lot of us hold on like we said we've had uh, other episodes about our childhoods and how they affect our personalities now who we are now how we see the world 
you come into the world with your parents' perspective of the world, and then you spend your whole life trying to undo what they made you feel about yourself. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. So we raise children that are basically spending their entire lives trying to fix your mess. Oh my God. That's the reality of it. So this book, The Secret of Letting Go, teaches you how to start unraveling all of those things that are holding you back from having the greatest greatest quality of life possible. It takes Ooh. your braids out. <laughs> <laughs> this book so will take your braids out your head. No, dog. the book is so dope, man, because it really gives you tips, like actual tips that you can apply, and you f- do them, and then you're like, wow, like you see life so differently. Obviously, you, it doesn't solve. Up on people. <laughs> <laughs> start hanging up on everybody when they get on your nerves so you're like damn I'm so much happier <laughs> <laughs> obviously it doesn't it doesn't um, you know tell you about your life specifically but it just gives you tips on how to remove those barriers that you've created for yourself and then lastly retrain your anxious brain that's another oh, that awesome book like a good one for yeah me. because that's a hashtag <laughs> because while the secret of letting go teaches you to pull off all those layers that are holding you back, retrain your anxious anxious brain is more scientific. And now that you've peeled those things back, this teaches you the day-to-day maintenance. You know what I mean? The things, the meditation, even things that you can do and put into your schedule to make sure that you are maintaining your mental hygiene. Mm. So those are more like scientific steps, you know, and it, it's more of like a... A maintenance book, yeah. I think that's a good way to see it. So, Alchemist, to get you started into thinking about your goals in your life and your role in the world. Osho, Book of Secrets, just to kind of start looking for what you may need clarity on. Like I said, his table of contents is insane. And then his book on emotional wellness will start helping you break down who you are, what it is that you need, what it is that you're looking for. And then I said the four agreements, which are four agreements you will make with yourself to promise yourself that you will treat yourself in a way that will change your life and change the life of those around you. Secret of letting go. Get rid of all that childhood shit that's weighing you down. Retrain your anxious brain. This is how you're going to do it on a daily basis. Damn. So with that arsenal, I hope that you will begin to peel away all the shit that's holding you back you know and all the shit that's holding back everyone around you and hopefully this will be the start of a whole new life I, I hope those right. I hope those books keep y'all busy so y'all ain't got to ask us for no books for a while <laughs> <laughs> so that's, look, that's the wellness segment man, for put them in week. your baby room put them in a nursery shit <laughs> in the nursery everybody nerves be bad in a nursery <laughs> Visitors, oh parents. People come in like, this is some serious-ass books to Think have in the nursery. Think about it. A nursery is an unhappy place. The parents are sleepy usually, but <laughs> you got to be in there with the baby. The baby pissed off and hungry and tired and shit and don't want to go to... Everybody's pissed off. So I think the nursery is a great place to put some books like that and a couple <laughs> stones too, probably. <laughs> so definitely check those out. If you read them already, I'd love to hear if you love them, if you didn't like them, just your perspectives in general. Let us know. We love your feedback. Tweet us, comments on SoundCloud. Hey, guys. Hey, gals. We wanted to take a break from the show to let you know that today's show has been brought to you by Bevel. Bevel is the world's first and only shaving system designed specifically for folks with coarse, curly hair. 
It was created by Tristan Walker, who identified this need from his own community and decided, hey, let me create something specifically for that, and that's just what he did. Uh, every month, you'll be issued the restoring balm, you'll be issued the brush, you'll be issued the razor, you'll be issued the blades, you'll be issued everything that you need to use bevel. I promise it works. I have a very, very sexy bald head myself, and I use bevel, and it has resulted in all kinds of gains. So I would suggest everyone to use this razor. It's not just for the fellas, ladies you can use it too wherever you grow hair that you don't want no more so i say everyone go over to getbevel.com today that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com and when you get to the checkout and you have an opportunity to enter a code or a coupon or something to save you some money and make it good to you when you get to that spot you enter code friend zone free and you will receive your first month of bevel subscription service for free that's right, ladies and gentlemen, you'll receive it for free. Now, who don't want nothing free? So go on over to getbevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. And enter code FRIENDZONEFREE to get your first month's worth of service free. Now, let's get back to the show. And now we are jumping to today's icebreaker. What do you have for us, Asante? All right. So for the icebreaker, I have Stephanie from Detroit. Hey! Holla, <laughs> since you all love music, my icebreaker is, what are five albums that you can listen to all the way through slash no skips that are 10 plus years old? Mmm. Okay, so I'm actually going to ask you for three albums. Just I, w- I just want three albums. Thank God. That's a lot. <laughs> and, and they don't have to be 10 plus years old because I don't I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. my memory's too bad. I even my, know what that is. I, I'm sitting here trying to think, damn, I don't remember five years versus the <laughs> 10 years. I just remember hotness. Um, so just give me actually three albums that you can play from beginning to end three, nonstop. Yep. All the way through. Hmm. Okay, so I I think I can start. I think one of my first ones is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Never mind. No, that was going to be wrong. I was going to say uh, Ruben Stutter's first CD because it all a lot of that shit was terrible. But I played that shit from start to finish because it was all these Ruben different. Stutter. <laughs> Do you remember Flying Without Wings? He, yes. he won American Idol and he was from the South. I mean, so, I remember Sorry know, for 2004. You know, 404 had to help out the 205. What was that song he had when he was like, ladies and gentlemen, the time is now. Uh, uh, shoot your shot. Hit the uh, shot. Take the shot. shot. Yep. I used to like that I song. used to play that out and it wasn't like my favorite album. It was just one that I remembered I could play and it wasn't a, a classic or anything. Don't get me wrong. It just, Listen, I'm just you doing like this... every song on Ruben Stutter's first album, I don't. I'm really fascinated. I would not be ashamed. Listen, I, I could listen. I've listened from anything from Britney Spears until like if I really was feeling Ruben like that, I'd let you know. <laughs> I was literally supporting the South and I had that shit on repeat and I, I memorized a lot of it, but I memorized most things. Um, so that's one. I'm and somebody else give another one. Let's just go around each time. Um, my first will be Full Moon by Brandy. Yes, Lord. Yes. I literally yes. could just let that play forever. Yes. No song skipped. I forgot you like Brandy. Do I? What? <laughs> the vocal Bible. Jay Z, the black album. That's a great one. End to end. Mary J. Blige, My Life. That's a great Ooh, one. Oh, I might have to jump on that one. You know what? This is going to sound <laughs> so a- crazy for me. Oh, go ahead. Give, go, did you have your last my one? Life I can keep album. going. Like, mm. yes. I actually, y'all might look at me crazy and I don't give a shit. But um, that Mariah Carey album, um, well, a couple Butterfly? of them. I, <laughs> not <laughs> Butterfly. That's with Bliss on it. Yes, right? No, yes. yes. But Bliss was on Rainbow. I'm sorry. Oh, was but it? Butterfly no, was, was it the Rainbow? Shit. 
Yeah. I didn't know it was that much of Actually, a yeah, recent a, song. <laughs> but Butterfly is one. Butterfly, Butterfly is a shit. I, I, that's all down and the roof and all that. that one, and what was the comeback? And the beautiful ones is on Deep. there. Oh, yes. The oh, roof. Yes. Oh. Yes. That was the, that album. That I think was a great one. And then what was I the comeback? I bought it a couple of times. Oh, the it Emancipation The Emancipation of Mimi was a great album, too. That was good, too. Like that was a like for that a comeback. A very good album. I was like, okay, bitch, like damn. Future DS two, <laughs> flat out. I don't give a fuck. D'Angelo Voodoo. D'Angelo Voodoo. Lauren Hill. Miseducation. Oh, Miseducation. Oh, yeah, y'all, we went way past three. <laughs> Shit. Well, she did ask for five, so you know we filling it up. Um, let's Non-stop. Little Kim Hardcore. Oh, beginning that to was end. one of the first albums I ever. Yeah. Had. <laughs> Trina still the baddest album, the one with killing you hoes and Can't single again on that. You see the outfit, yeah, I'm bitch, killing you hoes. Killing you hoes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, who are low key Keisha Cole's first album? Um, uh, uh, what was I it just want it to be over. The, that album, the one with I that on there. Yeah. I didn't have the album, but I knew all the singles. Wait, so what the way it is? That's oh the yeah, the way it is. Yep. And, that was and a great she had, album. I think, what was the second album? Yeah, um, 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 um just like you, just like yep. you was a good album great too. Great album, yes. Yep. Oh, and Monica has some. Monica I mean, since we doing that, of them. yeah. S- since we doing that, Amel Monica LaRue. has some. Amel 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 Her LaRue. first album, Infinite Possibilities, and oh. Groove Theory. Hello. Yes. Ooh, tell you me know alone. That tell me is a, is a, is a classic. Listen. Okay. Uh, how about Teacher Moses? Oh my God! Complex, Complex simplicity. simplicity. What? From, from start it. to finish. I feel like people don't show her enough at love. The beach. Yo, they her don't. voice is so Teedra dope. Moses. That oh my. I used to live. Look, between she has such that, a youthful backstroke. Sound. Oh my God. Oh, all the tweet, Southern even, Hummingbird. Oh, tweet, Don't you motherfucking tweet. start with me. I just downloaded Charlene. It's good. Uh, magic is so my shit. I was on the train listening. So good. I yeah. missed her voice. Oh, I got to listen to it. I, I really missed her Jay-Z, voice. Jay Z, the blueprint. Um, what else? Let me. Tupac, All Eyes on Me, Biggie, Life After Death. Both of, and that. Those are two double disc Sade. albums. Yes. Sade. Any album. Any album. Any album. Um, Little Dragon. Little oh my Dragon. God! <laughs> right? Pretty girls, please uh, stop. And clap, clap. And, and Cat like, Rider. Don't Rider. start. Please don't start with Nabooma <laughs> Rubber Band over here. What is yeah. Cat Rider? What him, is Cat Rider? Don't get Nabooma Rubber Band over here. Started. Just don't. I just don't. Everybody, tweet us. No, do not tweet me. <laughs> tweet Asante. Tweet at Look at Dustin. Ask him what Cat Rider is about. Make him tell you. Make him answer. If you want the story, you get it from Dustin. Dustin is gonna tell you. Icebreaker over. Cat Rider. What's it about? What kind of relationship? It's my fucking birthday. Icebreaker (laughs) over. Speaking of birth. (laughs) No, that doesn't even. Moving right on along. (laughs) If you don't feel like harassing Dustin on Twitter at look at Dustin, you can send any other correspondence that you'd like to harass the rest of us. Dip a toe in the tub if you want to. Don't you come around here with that bullshit. (laughs) To the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I almost forgot the email, even though I say it every week. (laughs) Okay, so this first one is going to be from the lovely... Oh, we not we asking for friends over here. I forgot what segment it was. I get so used to saying y'all names and then not saying y'all names. Uh, so this actually, this person is dealing with an interracial situation, and I thought that that would be kind of cute. Justin. <laughs> Why you had to laugh at that? We just talked about colorism, and you're going to laugh at an interracial situation? you called it a situation. It could be anything. Like... Oh, wait. Before we move on, mm-hmm. from my vibey friends that... Sit at home in the dark with candles flickering and burning incense. The Love Jones soundtrack. 
<laughs> of course. And, of course. And okay. kind of blue by Miles Davis. Yes. Okay. Listen. Listen. Turn that on and chill at home. And I don't got so much. No, I'm, Yo, just j- <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> we had to give some jazz love. Sorry. Well, shit. We, since we doing soundtracks. <laughs> The way to exhale soundtrack. Oh, oh yes. God. Oh my God. What? Please stop. The preacher's wife. About it. <laughs> about it soundtrack. About it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. The about it soundtrack had some shit on it. Okay, so real. listen. You clearly can't get us talking about music. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to try to make this short. I'm a black female and my boyfriend is Asian. Next month will be a year for us. I have no race preference when it comes to dating, and my mother knows this. When I first told my mother about me, my boyfriend, she had a little surprised <laughs> look on her face, but seemed to be okay with it. Around that time, I was picking colleges, and I had my mind set on a small one close to home that she also agreed with. But after I told her about this guy, stop putting his name in here. After I told her about this guy, she started to push an HBCU on me and wow. asking why. <laughs> and asking why I didn't want to date the black guys at my high school. Yo, moms are so oh, funny. Savage. Don't man. you want to go to Spelman, girl? Right, right. <laughs> you, you sure? They throw shade without even having to say. You anything. know the boys at Howard. Okay, fam. At, you, at, at you know. Howard. If you don't want to get your Morehouse man down there, okay. um, Cookman. Wow, mom. <laughs> Um, anyway, she even asked me, are you scared of black men? Which blew my mind because both my exes are black. Plus, she says little things about him not being black or him being Asian time to time jokingly and started talking to me about strong black relationships more. (laughs) She says she accepts us, but then she acts like this. Men told me his mother and brother likes me from what he what he was told and is cool with me not being Burmese. I have even spoken with his brother a few times, but he also told me his father is a little racist towards black people and hasn't told him much about me. We are in a long-distance relationship, his eight hours away, and he is coming to visit me for the first time next month. And I don't know how my mother will act when he gets here. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. Also, how should I handle his father when I go visit him if he gets out of hand? Shit. P.S. His parents speak very little English. Oh, well, you straight then. Just smile. (laughs) All you gotta do is just go over there and smile. Hi, very nice to meet you. You got that. You got it made. If they I mean, don't even speak English, yeah, so wait, that's what's true. What's the question exactly? What should she do? Like how should about she about the parents? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Your mama got to get with the program because at the end of the day, like she can't pick who you got to be with. That's and, bullshit. And moms are gonna be like that too. Unfortunately, that's their job, really. Unfortunately, when it comes to your dating life, you know your your moms especially, and, and maybe your daddy. I don't know what you know. Your dad might not even want to speak to the boy might want to whoop him or something I don't know but uh, parents have to be involved with your dating and maybe they haven't gotten with times of changing and they just see things from a different scope like they haven't taken the time out to say well why would it be so bad if she dated this Asian boy they just kind of have this maybe they just want some some black ass babies but then you can sell them some you know mixed kids they're going to like that too the little <laughs> black niche I'm tired uh, Tyson Beckford picture or something <laughs> yeah, I'm with I'm with it. I'm 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 with it but too. Like my concern is more so about you being in this long distance relationship for right. eight hours away and you know, and you got mama drama and shit like that. Like it's just a lot you of You gotta factors. put a pin in that because I love long distance relationships. Yeah, me them. too. But like she trying to like, you know she trying to, you know, Oh, that was going to be a terrible joke to tell right there. So, oh, God. Remind I'm me to tell y'all. Like, I don't even want to but know. You know. But that's what she's trying to oh do. Oh, so. God. 
I don't. I just think that you need to just follow your heart, you know. And if it leads to, you know, what I'm saying, right over there, then go on over, over there, there, shit, you know. <laughs> and I'm telling you, when you go over his parents' house, it's gonna be so cool because it's gonna take way too much effort to try to figure out what the fuck everybody's talking about. And I think both of you are just gonna be very much. Let's just smile and get it over with, and then you'll just be friends and smile at each other all the time. I mean, I've never dealt with that. My mom has always been so chill with who I've dated. Um, She knows I'll date thuggish, ruggish bones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's used to it. She's cool with it. As far as, as like, racial or ethnic backgrounds, I should say, she's never really tripped. She doesn't even have a preference. She's just like, as long as they treat you well, I'm not tripping. That's really her only... Thing. That's what's supposed as to. As they put yeah. food on the table, right? As long as they're respectful, they're making you happy and, and an understanding of your career and pushing you, then I don't care what they hey, look like. My grandparents, right? <laughs> my grandparents are racist as hell. <laughs> oh my god! Don't let me bring a black dude or dark skin or you know, like none of that. But I never cared. I just wouldn't bring it around them. Right. That's really was that I'm easy still gonna for me. Do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> it never changed. My preference or my interests or relationships, right. but I just knew who to bring my partners around so that they wouldn't feel uncomfortable or pressured. I've gone to people's houses where their parents were unhappy <laughs> with the fact that they were dating this light-skinned girl, you know? So it's worked in so many different ways, but I learned to stay away from people's parents that didn't fuck with me. It's really all yeah. it comes down to. Because I, uh, I was dating a Spanish guy. I've never had to deal with this because my mama, you know... It's cool, yeah. I mean... Gay. She already dealt with that, so it's like you know right. what, what else is gonna happen. Right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, a guy I was dating. His mom didn't really speak a whole lot of English, and you know they were not really because they were so Spanish. They weren't really feeling with the whole Dominican? black thing. Uh-huh. Ooh, and then Dominicans not really feeling black. the black thing. Ooh. So I I, I would see it. her very few and far in between. But I was real. Hey, girl, and smiling. She's like, hey, talking shit about me in Spanish, which was fine, <laughs> which was completely fine. You know, Expected. she she's older, and I didn't care about any of that. So like. If you walk into the situation when you meet his parents and you can feel they talking about you in their language, just sweat off your forehead, girl. Just roll, wipe it on off. It don't even let it be a big deal because people don't know when they're older and their perceptions. They just they're just talking from they what they have already experienced. And when people are set in their ways like that, some things you cannot change. But at colorism. the end of the day, <laughs> colorism. Right. Um. At the end of the day, I think that your parents will understand. Don't come at them crazy. You know, you still under their roof. They will understand that. They do have a say in who you date, but they still ultimately have to respect your choices and wishes. So, because I'm using the fork, <laughs> flat the fuck out. Like that's the that's where I draw the line. Chopsticks. Oh like, my god! For real, no, I'm serious. Like, I was like, like, what the fuck? I'm serious. I'm I using thought it was fork. like something I missed. <laughs> now that's the one thing, baby. <laughs> keep stand your ground when it comes to that. When y'all sit down, breaking so bread, and having dinner. This. Get you a fork and that's it. But everything else, <laughs> bend a little bit. You know, it's okay to consider everybody else. <laughs> you know, and figure out, you know, how to meet in the middle. You know, and have a happy medium, a happy situation. <laughs> you know what trumps all of that, though? A dope-ass relationship. Yes, it does. Because there's a dude that, if you guys saw him, you'd be like, really, friend? Because he's, like, super tatted up and just, just not what you guys would expect. Gold teeth, the whole nine. <laughs> he's perfect. He's perfect in every way for you. Right. Perfect. I think he's perfect for me. But my grandmother was mortified. <laughs> she's like, who is this? <laughs> Even when my mom at first was like, 
okay. She's Damn. like, this is different because he's <laughs> yeah. like from the South. Like just, it's just different. And, but guess what? The way that he treats my mom and my grandma and me has trumped all of that they to the of, point they're yeah. like ooh well damn yeah to the they point that my mom yes to yeah. the point that my mom was like you know what this has been the greatest lesson because he's someone that I probably would have been scared to have you and you know assuming by how he looks um, all these things about him but he ended up being the kindest most respectful boyfriend I've had and even in comparison to the ones that on paper were more you know quote unquote presentable or universally you know, like accepted because they were lighter or whatever. They Is don't he the have darkest gold you've teeth. dated? Is he the darkest you've No, home? actually. My kidding. ex of six years, who you know, was the I'm darkest. Just, just, <laughs> but he's the most thuggish, ruggish. So that's why my mom was just like, okay, you know, all right. I love it. I think, I think it's a good aesthetic. You guys yeah, look good together. It's a very cool thing. And I love that he breaks down everything that's expected of him. And so my grandma and my mom have definitely been like, this is a great lesson so a great relationship will trump all of your mom's fears so focus on making that strong hey right and get pregnant because (laughs) on a petty note Uh, on a petty note you really want to be petty get pregnant girl because that's really gonna piss everybody off that's already mad not in no long distance relationship so so if you really even even more they like yo dumbass thing (laughs) even more so i say if you want to be petty get pregnant girl that is that's real that's how you really stay that's a worst fear you know what i'm saying so go ahead and do it look is that the last can that be the end (laughs) I don't want to do no more. Do we have time for one more? Rock the boat and work the middle. (laughs) (laughs) We hope that helps somehow. Okay, so for this next one, it is titled Love Me and My Illness, Listener Letter. Hey, y'all. I love the show and have been listening since day one. Y'all are like cool older siblings I never had. So here's my question. When is the right time to reveal to a guy that I take prescription drugs for depression slash, me- slash mental illness? I would hate for a guy to find my medicine and get freaked out. Ever since college, I've been on psychiatric medicine medications because of my mental illness. I thank God for my psychiatrist and supportive family members, and I go to therapy on a regular basis and take medication daily. But when it comes to my love life or making new friends, I get so afraid because of how I will be judged or abandoned because of the st- stigma associated with having depression slash mental illness. When or should I ever re- reveal that I'm on mandatory prescription drugs to future love interests? Mm. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Shit. Well, like, wow. Well, I think that's your business. I think that's something that's extremely personal, right? And I think it's something that is sensitive, that type of information, and it needs to be handled with care. Definitely. So it's not something that you want to put in the hands of somebody that would ever potentially disrespect it and you and and not respect it just in general. So I wouldn't tell him shit until we, like, went together. Like, we were in a full-fledged relationship and, like, or either on the brink of one. You know what I mean? You've been together for a very long time. You know a lot of things about each other. And when conversation lends itself to having that that discussion, it's not something that you need to share with somebody that you met two weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago, period. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, I, you guys know I'm all for being an open book in relationships, but I also worry this is the slander generation. 
And it's where, you know, everyone's huge on exposing and screenshots. And, ooh, let me tell you what so-and-so is doing on the low and spilling tea. And that's Mm -hmm. really what this generation's about, which is nerve-wracking because the more vulnerable you are, the more open you're also being for being attacked, which is what's sad about this generation. It almost doesn't work well with being someone who's open and honest. Um so I don't know that's tricky because in the way I'm like if you really like someone you should be able to say that but that's just not true right people can use that information against you and, and I know that I yeah like happen. even when you guys get into an argument they can blame Stoning it on your, your pills face, yeah. yeah or try to be like oh you're crazy and use yeah. ableist terms someone schooled us on that last week shout um, out to that person right shout out to or that person people, in the comments it was it was good to have constructive conversations with yeah people. someone taught us about ableist or words said and, things about yeah it. so um you know you don't want someone to make you feel like they're gonna use that or hold that over your head I, that's that'd be my fear but right. like dustin said case it's a case by case thing honestly that's what i would think base it on the person how serious is it getting if it's something that is seems like it's not that you ever really know either i mean how do you know and something's long term but I, you know if it's someone right. that you feel safe with and they're sharing their personal things too which i think is always a good marker of how things are working out like are they just hanging out with you or are they actually opening up their world to you and if they're opening up their world to you then Usually, you should feel safe to open yours up too. And and I think and I think that's a, a major point there. Like you know, if you feel safe enough with this person, if you feel like you know, if you feel like you yourself are you're doing good or great with your program and you're staying on track with your medication, everything's going good with the job, everything's going good in this relationship. If you feel like you know you're at a place where you do want to share this with this person because you don't have to just say oh well we've been dating this long so should i share it really evaluate how things have been going and how you've been and say oh you know what i think i found somebody i can really like talk to and trust with this information right you'll know that when you feel that mutual it's not a pressure just because you're dating it doesn't you having mental illness and depression working through those things does that mean that you're looking for someone to trap with that. And whoever you end up sharing this with and is going to accept you, flaws and all, they're going to understand that when you tell them. And, and go second. And it's... <laughs> and go I mean, second. Maybe Find you, out some dirt on their ass first and Dustin, just hold it in Dustin your arsenal. Dustin and go second. And, and maybe you will have a go second moment. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they will say something to you and you'll be like, damn, like I've been sitting here worried all this time. Well, let me, you know, be like, you know, you don't have to worry and share your play. Maybe you guys can help each other in some way or... Maybe you'll reevaluate the situation and feel like this might not be a good time to share. Maybe you'll be like, what have I been waiting for for so long? But really ask yourself, why do you feel this pressure? Is it because of them? Because if it is because of them, you run the risk of taking yourself out of your program when you mess things up or when you feel like you've messed something up. You know what I mean? And just really make sure you're in a good place and you're doing it for you. Don't worry about this other person that's that you're trying to get to be with you for yeah, however long. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Yeah, but don't wait too long. I agree. <laughs> don't wait. Right? Right? <laughs> so now actually, we jump. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, actually, I had to reread over that question a few times because I was thinking, like, if this was a situation where I had the medication, because, you know, I have my quirks and shit, but I don't feel like I care about a lot of the stuff because I haven't done the work to, like, get myself fixed as far as, like, my, my shadow work and stuff like that. Right. So when you're dealing with a situation where you know you... Are medicating, you have to be on a program and keep yourself in line. 
I just had to think, like, damn, if I had this, like, routine going and I just ran the risk of taking myself out of it, like, how would I go about doing that? And I just said to myself, you know what? I just have to make sure that I'm being my best, my best self and taking care of myself. So I always want people to think about that when they're asking for advice. Like, I'm asking you for this advice because I want to do what's best for me and I want to take care of myself. And that's why this is uh, important. I agree. I totally agree. Like the time they said, don't feel pressure to open that up to anybody either. Just focus on yourself and having an awesome relationship, and that'll come out when it needs to, really. Everybody's right, say don't tell them nothing, dog. <laughs> Just, I ain't telling them shit. And even, even lie about it in the beginning. Like, hell no, that was clear. <laughs> Definitely don't. I was it's lying like about it. That was Allegro, my nigga. What you talking about? Until you can trust them. <laughs> Go it. second. But Go if he, second. Oh, like but a shoot. motherfucker. Okay, so can I can I ask like an, an extra question for this person that they didn't ask? Mm-hmm. If they find... Some of the medication before they tell them what she she. Oh, had. like in the cabinet, in the yeah. medicine cabinet. You always see that in the movies. Well, first of all, if you ain't told them, if if if, if mm, first of all, if it's something you try to keep a secret, I would hope it ain't in the damn bathroom medicine cabinet anyway. Right. So, she might be slipping up or having snoop. a day. You might be right. People snoop. She might be. He might be in the bathroom longer than he need to be, and be like, "Oh, damn! Let me look under here and clean this up because I messed something up and find something, or you know, bump." Well, I would be right. like, why are you snooping, number one? Right. <laughs> Before you Get question out. me. Okay, Get so, out. I'll so turn then, into right, Donald Trump. Get on. out. So that's, Get out. That's when you turn into Dustin. <laughs> go second. Well, yeah, you go second. Wait for him to tell you his mama go with that man at the credit union. And don't nobody know it. Your daddy don't know. Make sure, wait for him to tell Dustin you some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Wait for that. Skits, wait for him to tell you about how, you about how your auntie been cheating on her taxes and don't nobody know they got to lean on we that house. Do... Wait for some of that type Dustin of shit. Dustin needs his own black and sexy TV network. He needs I do. His, he hey, needs black his... and sexy TV. Shout out. Look, he needs his own section where he can just, like, tell people what they need to do when, like, reading and shit. Like, right? I'm going to call it Section 8. <laughs> section 8 <laughs> Why gotta be Section 8 though And y'all laughing We just talked about Colorism Y'all no, laughing At Section that's right. 8 That's right That's the projects right. That's right no See but people eight. Don't know that just, Oh yeah they do I say it every week I know but they Don't all know that. What if it's the first Time listening Oh true and Then true. they just found See, out I'm just going back To the whole Section 8 are my peeps I'm trying to be like yeah. Petty about the ableist thing That right. I saw in the comments <laughs> But you know what Honestly on that note Just shout out to People that can kind of have these conversations constructively because I did respond to the person respectfully and I like that they were just like, you know, just wanted to educate or, you know, let you guys know about some Yeah, things. I actually appreciate that too. I, I like that a lot of you have corrected us on things or been like, actually, or just well, actually, you I'll, know. I'll say suggestions. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Eventually. <laughs> I just like the fact that. Yeah, like if you want to school me or correct me, I'm always down for it but as long as you're talking to me the way that you would want to be just know because <laughs> I, I just wanted y'all to know that i respond because y'all called me out specifically because i specifically did say the r word which i'll say and i'm not going to sway myself just know that i'm reading and i'm watching so if y'all say something and right. i feel like responding no, will. yeah thanks for the, the <laughs> for the play yeah and even actually this is a good point because when we had an episode um Gosh, I can't remember what the full topic was, but we were talking about transgender. And I said transgendered, and someone corrected me and said that that was actually disrespectful. You're supposed to say transgender. Not, you just schooled me? Yeah, and when you say transgendered with an ED, it's like making the person a thing. You know what I mean? Like 
their their transition, I should say, is what the person taught me. And they said, when you say refer to someone as that, um, it's actually wrong. But he said it to me so respectfully. Like, he was like, hey, just wanted to check you on this. And I hit him back and was like, thank you. I actually had no idea. I'd never seen that correction online. Right. I'd never been corrected. But I appreciated that he corrected me. And that's also a lesson for all of us when we're using the terms to know what isn't acceptable. But I appreciated that because now I'll always remember. I love Because he spoke to me like properly, that. you right. know? I love that. I love situations like Yeah, it that. was dope. I was like, I apologized, you know, and I was like, thank you so much for coming at me in a way that would help me learn mm -hmm. as opposed to make me feel scared and feeling like I messed up, you know? Now, it is a fine line, though. Absolutely. Well, you know, yeah, of course. Like, like, let's be clear, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't everybody feel like it's okay to check us about shit now, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> since you heard right. Well, we should have a whole episode on no. that, honestly. Just we should. online sensitivity. We will. And how Eventually. far does it go? <laughs> you got. Oh, did you hear the Waves remix with Tame Impala? It's like yeah. Miguel and, and Tame Impala did the whole shit. Speaking of Miguel, did you hear his cover ah! of Rihanna? Speaking of Miguel, yes. that's why my hand is up. Ah! Kiss it, it better. Oh my god! It sounded god. like it was his single. And it needed when to I, be. It his voice to, on that she, song. It almost made Rihanna me needs sad. to go in ahead and oh, let like, that happen. Miguel, this is amazing. She needs to Yo, go ahead and say now. That was a god dream. It for was real. perfect for him. Like that could have been his single. It could. It kind of made me sad. To be honest, um, and the way he was singing it, like his voice, I'm, I'm Miguel's live performances just do something to me. He's anyway, great. like He's his amazing. voice, it literally makes me like feel like it's the same thing with Mary, which is really weird because originally he was signed to Matriarch Records, which is Mary's record label. Oh, and that's shit. a little known fact. So you know, it's so weird to me that I get the same reaction right. every time he sings live. Right. But like just hearing him sing that, y'all people that follow that's me on Twitter, that's homework for y'all because it was yes, so good. <laughs> I heard it because you tweeted it yesterday Damn and right. I was like oh my god Miguel I love that song people that follow me on Twitter know I love Kiss It Better by Rihanna now people that listen to this podcast know I love Kiss It Better by Rihanna it's like <laughs> I love that song they played it in a club here friend oh. and I was like feeling really good so you already know friend I was dancing and shit you know how I was doing don't you friend you already know I was going to fuck off with his hat and his drink yes yes and I had my head down because I was overwhelmed with emotion like I was full you was crying in the you club was dancing somebody was in town too I love oh y'all y'all was so funny wait okay so let's get back on track yes we have the black business shout out of the week and who's that Asante Picante. The black business shout out was actually Gante. Dustin. Was it me? <laughs> Check this. <laughs> I want to give the black business shout out of the week to a very, very talented, young, fresh, new caterer in New York City. Um, we have firsthand experience tasting this food. I think we all can agree that it is absolutely delicious. The presentation is stellar. Um, the professionalism that this team um, has it, it just as a whole. It's just been nothing other than extraordinary. So we want to highlight Jade of all Jades. Hey. Um, yes, uh, and her husband. They have a wonderful catering company. They're young, talented black cooks in Brooklyn um, who have a beautiful daughter and just a really cool black family. And they cater large events of all different sizes. Um, they have linens, like every. It's full service catering, um, and it's one that you can trust because, as I said, I've had the food. I've seen the prep work done. I've seen the breakdown. I know the team and I know the focus that they put in so reach out to Jade of all Jades on Twitter 
uh, and let and her know that. And she does meal planning. Yes, she, thank you, friend. Right, for those of you who are trying to eat better or maybe your schedule is crazy and you know that you're not eating well because you're not making the time to meal plan, which is really helpful, she can do it for you. Absolutely. Yeah, and they deliver it to your home. Obviously, this is for New York. Cause you know, right? She's just starting out. Hopefully, it'll be bigger right. so she can send but it hell, out. Maybe elsewhere. she can get one in packs and send that shit. You never know. <laughs> okay. Okay. The budget, we got the budget. Right. Hell, and really, reach out and really reach out to uh, Jade of all Jades. Uh, she's another good friend of ours from the Two Guys and a Girl show. I love um, that podcast. At her, at Jade of all Jades. If you have questions That's on about my food, rotation. <laughs> if you have questions about food or anything else, um, she's a great person to talk to because she's real. Like you know, she's real cool, real chill. And she can answer any question that you have and not be judgmental about it. She's very aware of like fi- you know financial sensitivity. She'll right, help you out. Yeah. The Do they have nine. a site up yet? Or uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. But okay. Well, we hit gonna her up on, on at Jade of All Jades. It's and the start. It's the start yeah, of a black business. Y'all yeah, get to be help, at the beginning help of her it. blow up because she definitely is an amazing cook. And like Absolutely. I said, now she just I saw that she was tweeting about meal plans that can be delivered to your home every weekend and you'll be set for the week and like Asante said she's definitely gonna cater to your financial situation which I think right. is beautiful so let's all help her business thrive and That's jump right. off and say I was at the beginning or something yeah so New York let's all come together for this awesome black business and, and yeah and if you're in New York and you've been around for one of the other events just seeing us support each other just know that we mean that we really wanna instill in you guys uh, just support just go out there. If you hear something on here and you feel like we missed something, I'm not saying you got to tweet us and tell us. We got to talk about it. But it's just cool to know that you've heard it and you have opinions. And it's a call to action for you you guys to go out there and spark these other conversations and you guys to build things up and be a part of something. So yeah. shout and out I, to you all. Because I think the biggest thing that we'll, you'll see all of us complaining about is being accepted in white spaces. And while that's true that there needs to be more diversity and acceptance, I also think it's important that we just make our own shit. We make our own shit. That's right. Yeah. Tell them. Make our own stuff, support our own stuff, push our own stuff, that's get right. our stuff thriving. Because if we don't want to be accepted, we don't have to fight to be accepted. We can just make our own stuff. That's so, right. Let's and do she, that. And she clean. <laughs> and she's she clean. She clean, dog. I didn't seen it all. <laughs> Trust sure. me. Ain't no, ain't nothing. Everything is clean. And I mean like real clean not like you know a lazy person that's just cleaning so they don't get in trouble <laughs> clean clean so like rest assured so i actually don't want to give jay too much more because i'm pissed at her she uh cooked for my birthday the other day and she and you mad at her <laughs> because she didn't bring me no more i told her to bring me a, the uh, some uh, leftovers no more right. what, no because i was like okay so she made some curry chicken and some jerk chicken and the jerk chicken was spicy as fuck so they i took was like me out the game dog. so i was like <laughs> i was I chewing ice for 40 minutes <laughs> that shit was so funny but i had a headache I so i couldn't it. laugh at him um and that's why i needed you uh, <laughs> but then i wanted the jerk on the curry and the curry on the jerk because you know the sauce would have cooled it off but it was a whole lot and I didn't get that so that's how good her food is I'm on here like actually still mad about it right but the oh the curry must have never mind okay (laughs) maybe I'm not mad at you no more I'm not gonna waste your time with that no more do we have church announcements church announcements I don't have any church announcements actually you're lying actually I'm lying I will be announcing by the time this comes out, I will be announcing and posting a flyer for a wellness retreat that I am going to be hosting mm. in Santiago, Dominican Republic. Wait, can Ooh. I come? <laughs> this is a retreat that's taking place in August 
Um, and all the information will be on the internet tomorrow because tomorrow is when we start the promotions for it. So it's going to be a very intimate retreat because it's in a house. There's going to be three catered meals a day that I'm creating the menu, yoga, Reiki massages, and we're going to do some really deep conversations and really just try to help each other just, you know, understand where we are and and how to get further. I love it. Yeah. And NDR. And it's in DR, which is going to be beautiful. And hopefully this is the beginning to many wellness retreats that we can continue to do. This is sort of like a kickoff for me to just see how I can make it happen and make it a regular thing. So I will be posting that information. By the time you guys hear this, I'll probably be posting it within the hour. Congratulations, Thank you. I'm excited about it. It's going to be a really, really cool addition to my brand. So that's my church Let me know if you need me to do the music for the people that sneak and listen to the music late at night after you told their asses to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm around. I'm around. So definitely look out for that because I would love to spend some quality time with you guys in a beautiful house in Dominican Republic with good ass food. How many people you gonna be in the house with? Um, we obviously can't have too many, but the cap right now is eleven. Let's get close. <laughs> That's a nice number. Yeah, it's going to be intimate. This is not going to be filmed. This has nothing to do mm. with my YouTube channel, nothing for social media. Mm. This is just about us helping each other figure out how to dig deep. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people ask me, you're going to be a life coach? I'm absolutely not going to be a life coach because I have a lot to figure out. But I also have a lot to figure out about my own life. I don't even understand how you can be a life coach. Like, what right. does that mean? But I do think what helps is creating spaces for people to safely discuss what their blocks are, Absolutely, you know, and, yeah. and having other people to sit and help them figure it out so we can do it as a team in a way I think it's helpful. That's going to be powerful. Yeah, and hopefully it grows. So that's it. That's mine. Amen. Thank All you. All right, friend. Yay. At, at Look at Dustin. I ain't got shit to say, dog. I'm, <laughs> I'm lucky I made it here. I'm tired as hell. My allergies hey, bad. Look, hell no. Nah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. The only thing I'd say is happy birthday to my nigga, Asante. Oh, happy, birthday. happy birthday. Asante. We love thank you, you so thank much. You. And 28 is a magical thank you, thank year. You. Thank you, folks, very, very much. I'm 28 just, is a great year, man. It, it is a great year so far. I'm honestly really blessed to be sitting here with the two of you. And, Aww. Um, uh, today I Snapchatted, you know, my citrine and said that everyone I see today I wish abundance on too. That's because, Yay. of course, I want more money, but I feel like if everybody around me is happy and we in a great space and, you know, doing the things that we love, we can all affect each other appropriately and give each other those great vibes and give them to other people and really just do some great shit. So by the time you guys hear this, I will be 28 years old. Um, if you're going to be in Toronto on Friday at the re- uh, Friday. What? I don't speak English. <laughs> if you're going to be in Toronto on I'm Friday on you. at the Read Live, um, I will be there. So come say what's up. Um, and yeah, this has been another awesome, awesome episode of The Friend Zone. Thanks to my awesome bad bitches. <laughs> Excuse that, me! That, that are listening to the show. Oh. And, <laughs> and I'm my awesome. Well, I can't. I don't want to say the other one and anger nobody else. So all my awesome people out there. Able, what is it? Look, I said they're gonna try. Able, what they call I, you? Look, I was like they're gonna try to take the N word from me. Oh my God. Abraham Lincoln language. 
Oh my God. We love you guys. Thanks so much. So oh, so much. I do have a church announcement, actually. Oh. oh. <laughs> just let me in the show. Sorry, I forgot. Of course. Go I'll on. be in Vegas this weekend. So if any of our listeners are in Las Vegas, Uh-oh. highlight a play if you see me in the streets trick. Oh, shit. Shout out yeah. to Tempted to Touch Weekend. It's a huge weekend in Tempted Las Vegas. Tempted to Touch Weekend. Yes, Jasmine Sullivan is performing. What? Monica is performing. A. Marie is performing. I wish I would have known. Um, that sounds and, cute. Yep, one of my best friends, Matrell, <laughs> is performing. <laughs> So it's, I haven't it's done Vegas cool. yet, so, you know. I'm excited. Shout out to Mexican fun. Job. If you see Dustin, say hi to him. Yep. Holla to play when you see me in the streets. Snapchat with him. Buy, I like Pellegrino. If you want to buy me a drink, just buy me a Pellegrino. And we good to go. So or a Long Island Pay attention to the word the in the middle. Note. Green. <laughs> okay? Because I'm only in town for the night. <laughs> oh, that used to be the jam. Was that Lil' Kemp? Yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> No, okay. All right, y'all. We leaving for real this time. We love you guys. Protect your magic. Happy birthday, Asante.